Hello and bienvenue at Cheeseland, a podcast where a couple of Aussies chat about life in France over some French delicacies, mostly cheese though. I'm Sai. I'm Julia. And I'm Geneve. Yes, this episode we have a special guest joining us. I met Geneve at my French course and thought that she would be the perfect person to have along for this episode's discussion about learning French. It's going to be part interview, part chat, and I'm just super excited that you're here. Thanks for joining us. How are you feeling? Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> all I can smell is cheese, and that's all I'm eyeballing right now, <laughs> is the cheese. So I'll tell you a bit about the cheese. So tonight we have a Beaufort from the upper end region of Beaufortain. It's cow's milk, and it's associated with the Gruyere family, um, commonly used for fondue. Uh, a wine tonight, so the, this is a bit of a treat. So, <laughs> so not not everyone at this table drinks wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we have decided to go with another stereotypically French drink, and that's Orange Gina, which is twelve percent citrus juice, two percent pulp, and invented by a Spaniard <laughs> in nineteen thirty three. Also, not even French. No. No, apparently oh. not. But it is very popular here. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's most well known for the fact that the bottle is shaped like an orange. So it's like orangina. I mean, this bottle is not shaped like an orange. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I'm not sure the French have seen oranges before. <laughs> but the original bottle, the little bottle that it gets sold in. Oh, no, I know what you mean now. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's shaped like an orange. Not that it's even really orange coloured, it's sort of more yellow, but. It's because we're in Europe and they can't put the ah, additives in. There you go. Um. But hopefully it tastes delicious. So, shall we pull? Yes. Okay. Sante! <laughs> Here is how to taste some cheese. So, Geneve, okay, this is your piece of Beaufort. And the first thing you have to do is eat the cheese by itself. Do, do we not sniff it first? Oh, we can sniff it if you like. <laughs> That's what I always do to food. Maybe that just makes me rude. It smells sound good. It smells like cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It okay. does. So now we can taste it. Okay. Creamy. Mm. It's not as strong as I thought it would be. Yeah. I guess it's designed as like a melty cheese, right? Mm. It's nice though. I can dig that. I could have that on a toasty with some like... Mm. But like a proper toasty in a toasty maker. Yeah. With with what else? Or just just bread and maybe like some cherry tomatoes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. And lots of cracked crack pepper. pepper. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Would you have it with ham? I might have it with like Italian ham. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So the next step is to have some cheese again. There's a piece for you, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just um. Thank you. What do they call it? Cleansing my palate with oregano. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good, very oh, good thing to do. More cheese. Oh, more cheese. I'm all on this. I'm going to avoid tasting the rind because looking at this rind, I think that is going to taste awful. <laughs> okay, at the end you've got to taste it. Oh, please don't make me do that. You shouldn't have said that. Um, and so now we take a piece of bread. Thank you. And you have to have the cheese. Step two I is like cheese, cheese comedian with bread. It does feel a little bit like that, right? Okay. So, and see how this changes the taste of the cheese. Does it bring out any other flavors for you? I feel like it overpowers the cheese. 
Mm. I feel like this cheese is better on its own. So maybe not so good for toasties. Ah. Mm. But then there'd be loads of it. Yeah, it's true. Perhaps the quantity of cheese that we just had with that brand was mm. the incorrect ratio. All right, step three <laughs> is, well, if it was wine, we would have cheese with wine, but we're going to have cheese with orangina and see how that changes the cheese. I'm pretty sure. get kicked out of front. Yeah, 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 I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> That's okay. All of our listeners are non-French people, aren't they? Right. Okay, this piece of cheese for you, Sai and Janine. Another piece for me. Okay, so eat the cheese, take your orangina and see what it's like. <laughs> Do you know what I think would taste better with cheese? What? Is cider or apple juice? Because apple and cheese goes well. Yeah. It's very true, apple and cheese do go Orange. It's not as awful as I thought it would be. Okay. Yeah, it kind of works, actually. Mm, it's not bad. Do you think it would go better with wine? Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, I think the cider thing, that's an interesting question. I would like to try that sometime. <laughs> So the reason that I wanted to get Geneva along today, the reason that you're here, mm -hmm. is because I thought it was very important to talk about the process of learning French. Um, our French course is almost at an end. Mm -hmm. We only have a week and a half left. So I thought it was an opportune time to get your opinions and your ideas about learning French and to share some of our own as well. So to recap, Sai is... Very much a novice at learning French. Very, very much. Yeah. Yeah. But he, but you have started classes. That's true. I have done four classes. Four classes. Oh, have you? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, um, beginning classes just an hour a week, right? Yeah. 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 Just an hour a week. Yeah. So, and then Geneva and I have been studying French for the last eleven and a half weeks. No. Ten and a half weeks. Yeah. Ten and a half weeks we got. Week and a half left. Okay. So, like, as you go right away, I'm, like, already panicking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're learning a language. We're not learning maths, so you can forgive me. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Geneve, why did you come to Paris, and how much French had you studied beforehand? So, I came to Paris because I wanted to learn French, and I wanted to learn French because I wanted to live in Paris. <laughs> kind of. People ask me this question a lot, and I'm like... I just came here to learn French. And they're like, but why? And I'm like, I just wanted to come here. I don't know. It's yeah. not like an ulterior deep reason. <laughs> I just wanted to come here. Um, and I'd, I've embarrassingly done quite a bit of French, like on and off since I was six years old. So wow. like I did, for some unknown reason, when I was six, my grandmother decided I needed to have French lessons. So she sent me to French lessons when I was six. I barely remember them. Um, so I did that for like quite a few months, I think. Um, I did a bit in school, but I was learning German and Latin at the same time. So I just got very confused and nothing really went in. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Um, and then I, oh, that's right. I started work somewhere when I was like 22, I think. And, um, uh, the lady who was my boss there, she could speak four languages and I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel so ignorant only being able to speak one. Because she turned around and said to me, oh, so what languages can you speak? And I was like, English. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm English. <laughs> Nobody feels the need to speak any other languages when they're from England. And that's when I thought, no, I need to learn another language. And because I really wanted to learn French, I you know started learning French. But it's 
um, quite difficult to learn French when you're only doing an hour a week and then the rest of the time you're just, everything is in English, you're doing yeah. nothing in French. So I was like, screw it, I have no responsibilities, like, in England, I have no reason I can't move to Paris. Like, it took me in a year and a half to pluck up, like, the guts and save up enough to do it, but I am now here. Yeah. And I, I think I've learned some French, so... <laughs> That is going well. <laughs> and the hour a week that you were doing, that was like in a class situation or was that one-on-one? No, on one? that was just one-on-one. On one. Okay. Although she was lovely and she was French, so she was a brilliant teacher, but I was just not a very good student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we'll come back to that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've got... I've got stories as well about my, my <laughs> oh, attempts at learning French. Is that French for later? Or? <laughs> well, no, tell us. I don't know. Do you yeah, know? so I mean, you're, you're a bad student. So I was... I was I guess similar, like as an Australian, we you learn English, and if you don't have parents who don't speak languages, it's very unlikely that you're going to be feel encouraged to learn another language. So I studied French in year um, eight in high school, and it was the only subject throughout my whole schooling life that I failed was French because <gasps> I thought, oh, when am I ever going to need to speak French? Fast <laughs> <laughs> forward ten years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you wish you could go back and tell thirteen-year-old side? <laughs> yeah, do definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely wish I had studied harder. Yeah, actually, put some effort into French. So your background is very much in formal education of taking classes, yeah, one-on-one tutoring. I think that's really interesting because it's such a contrast to the way that, way that I learned. So I started, yes, absolutely as well, in classroom situations. Never had a one-on-one tutor, but before coming to Paris, I taught myself why. Duolingo, and I know, Sai, that you did some of that as well. Yeah. So, I would love to hear your opinion, because you found it kind of difficult to stick with doing it on that app, but you also have found it quite helpful. Um, well, I found the reading a lot help, uh, quite helpful, but Duolingo is pretty crap at voice recognition, so you can literally mumble anything, and it'll pretty much tell you that you're correct, so it has not... Yeah done well for my ability to speak the language. Yeah, that's very true. It's like when you're playing tennis on the Wii and you can just sit there and like... Bleh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. Was, that was rubbish for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just flipping my hand around. Right. You're yeah, not yeah. playing tennis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's I, the same thing. I, think, like, yeah. I definitely find, like, from my experience, when I turned up to school, we had to sit... I know somehow you got out of this, but we had to sit a like an entrance test and I had to speak to this teacher and she went oh your written test puts you at like b1 level but your speaking puts you at a1 and I was like oh great because I just Duolingo was very good for teaching you vocabulary and a bit of grammar um basically through trial and error and you learnt enough that you knew when you were wrong you didn't know why you were right but you could (laughs) (laughs) just remember the phrases um but the speaking side of things, like you just lose it completely, as you said, because it's it's a the the voice recognition isn't great, and b you're not being asked to create your own sentences. It's all very much responding to an input. Yeah. 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 So you're not having to think up your own. Yeah, I do find that's the hardest thing to do when you're not living in the country where the mm. language is spoken, because like even back home in England, people would say, "Oh, you need you need to talk it. That's how you get it." But it's like. How do you do that unless you know somebody who's French who's willing yeah. to sit with you whilst you like mumble through and like check your phone ten times for a word? Yeah. You can't really do it. You have to have some sort of basis, I feel. 
before coming to France, I did discover, I can't remember the name of it, but a website where you can pay a, a, like a one-on-one tutor mm. online for half an hour or something at a time and just have that conversation discussion. That would probably be quite good. Yeah. But again, it's, it's a step and you have to commit to paying money and commit mm. to then doing it also frequently to get something out of it. But I feel like living here, you just have to use it all the time. Well, you do. Well, we're speaking English now. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but you have general. to use it so much more. Like, yeah. I used to do an hour a week with someone who was French, but I just couldn't think quick enough yeah. to make the sentences. Whereas here, you just you kind of have to sometimes. Yeah. If you can't speak French. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just mumble English. <laughs> <laughs> Pointed things and mumble English. Yeah. yeah. yeah that gets you pretty far as well sometimes. Or my best one is say an English word with a French accent and yes. just cross your fingers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That quite often works. Like, yeah. you're close, so. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, just the general point I agree with that living in Paris is you're going to obviously be a lot better at picking stuff up. Even with the reading, because you read it everywhere. Mm. Speaking, you overhear people speaking all the time. and Yeah. Well, that's exactly why you came, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I knew about home. I mean, I'm lazy, so I didn't revise much anyway. <laughs> so this is good for me because I'm in situations where I have to speak French. Yeah, yeah. it really forces you to do it. Mm-hmm. So... Rewind to day one of the course. Okay. I was there in class with you, and I remember my thoughts at the end of day one. Um, How did you feel having just had your first class in that that scenario, and knowing that you've got 12 weeks ahead of you of just intensive French learning? Well, I'm really, like, super excited to start, but I'd unfortunately turned up kind of late because I underestimated the time that it would take me to walk there so it was kind of like panicked when I first got there and I remember when we went around everyone who was in the class and introduced ourselves I remember thinking oh my gosh there's one other native English speaking person in the class please let her be nice please let her be friendly please you know like it'd be awesome if she wants to be friends with someone (laughs) because I was just like at this point I knew nobody I'd arrived two days before and I knew one person in Paris and I was just like I need to make friends somehow (laughs) and then thank god in the break Julia came over to me and I was just like yes she's nice she's friendly it's just daddy she can be my friend um but I do remember saying to you I'm sure it was on the first day I remember saying to you afterwards did you understand any of that listening exercise we did? And you were like, nope. And I was like, oh, thank gosh, I was not the only one. Because <laughs> there were so many other people who were like, yep, that's what they're saying. And yeah. I was just like, it sounds like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I hadn't, I mean, to be honest, I still kind of have no idea. But <laughs> I definitely had no idea. And I was panicking that I was in too high a level. But I, I've, I've improved, I hope. <laughs> I remember that first listening exercise. I think it was the first time I'd properly heard a French conversation. Yeah, like French people talking. French people yeah. speaking a French conversation at almost normal French speaking speed. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure just back then we were so kind of <laughs> not used to it. We were just like, oh God. It was such a shock to the system and I came home and I felt like I couldn't think. It was just exhausted from mm. three hours of learning and thinking, oh my gosh, we have so much more of this to come. Mm. All right, so what have you learnt over the course of three months? So, like, the formal, you know, like, grammar and stuff like that. What have you picked up on? I've obviously picked up a lot more vocab. And I can speak in the past tense and the future tense, but then there are 
obviously thousands of other tenses, where it feels like thousands. And they get very difficult because there's always exceptions and then there's exceptions to the exceptions because it's French and that's the, how they have to do things. And when you ask the question, why is it like that? And pe- your teacher just says, oh, it just is. And yeah. I'm like, no, but tell me why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've learned like different tenses and like how to form like slightly more complex sentences. But I guess a lot more of that comes with progressing and yeah re- okay. revising what don't do too much of. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the hardest thing that you found um i actually find listening a lot more difficult than what i thought i would like i i knew speaking would be difficult but i almost prefer speaking to listening yeah. because at least when i speak i do that at my own pace and I choose the words that I want to say. Yeah. Whereas when you're listening, you often like you end up having like no context for what the person's talking about, and your brain is like, okay, well I just heard the word that sounds like don, but that could be like three different words because yeah. the French always they don't pronounce all the letters, and then you're trying to figure out what word it might be, but by that point they're on the next sentence, and you're like, okay, I'm lost and I don't <laughs> know what's going on. Yeah. So that's. I think that's the hardest thing for me at the moment. Yeah. Like, reading's okay because it's just there in front of you and it doesn't disappear after <laughs> yeah. you write it. Um, and then you can, like, look it up and stuff. Like, writing, again, that's okay. Speaking, I'm bad at, but, you know, I will just keep improving. But, yeah, reading, uh, listening, I'm just, like, just staring blankly at the other person. No idea. <laughs> and how have you found the grammar? Actually, not too bad. Oh. Like, it almost pains me to say this, but I actually kind of like my grammar lessons. Maybe it's because I have a nice teacher, but um, I don't mind it because even though it's sort of, it can be complex, and like I said, there's so many exceptions, but often when, like, when you just practice it, you kind of get how it works. Like, I'm not saying I never get it wrong because I do, and I have to say, like, what, you know, why is it like this? Can you explain yeah. this again? But often it sort of clicks into place after doing it a few times. So grammar, I don't actually find too bad. I just wish there were reasons for things instead of <laughs> it just is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? I, I feel like that's all languages. Unless you yeah. do like Esperanto or something. Yeah. I think they just all have some natural quirks. Yeah. They just yeah. start off spoken or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think French is mostly a written language. But I've had the same experience as you with the grammar. But no, but it would have started off spoken, right? They invented the rules backwards. All languages pretty much yeah, start off as spoken first. Evolve, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Right. I know there's an academy of the Francais where they literally sit around. It's like a hundred men. Are those those people who decide we're not going to take this English word for something, but we're going to make up our French yeah. one for ourselves, yeah. and nobody uses it except yeah. these people because they're like, no, we will have this French yeah. word for it. <laughs> we will they... not use the word. I don't know, computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a hundred. Old men and some women who probably not decide really. what the French language is going to be. Yeah. But I had the same experience as you with grammar. Um, I thought it was going to just be the absolute worst thing because I know I hated it in German. But I found... German is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I found that it's, it's almost... It plays towards my analytical side of my brain because you can just learn... Yeah. It's like the rules. Yeah. It's the yeah. rules. It's you learn this is these are the endings for all verbs 
ending in er for the present and then anytime you see a verb ending in er that's just it yeah and and that's really nice and i like that um the hardest thing i've definitely found as well though well the listening i've got better at it's definitely speaking though yeah the fact that you have to for instance if you want to say i like it the sentence structure is i it like yeah for me i just can't wrap my head around thinking two steps in advance to then put the it before the like yeah no i know what you mean but i guess that's because we think in english yeah and then try and say it in french yes but we will get there we will get to the point where we can just say it (laughs) but i found the same in german like you know if you say because weil in german then put the verb to the end yeah and then you have to remember not to forget that you've moved the verb. And yeah, you have like, to hold all these pieces of information. So the fact you've learned German is, like, amazing in <laughs> itself. <laughs> well, I was lucky that I didn't have to formally Yeah, learn. that's pretty yeah. true. You are very lucky. Sai, so, what have you found to be the hardest thing about French? For me, it's just generally speaking. Like, I still struggle with very simple sentences that I could probably write down and understand when somebody speaks it at me. Like, I can hear them and everything. And I'm still just struggling so much to verbalise anything other than like, the most basic of sentences. Do you mean the pronunciation of... Both pronunciation and just coming up with the words in the moment. So again, I'm like, I'm getting more and more comfortable with my reading. It's still like, you know, reading at the level of an eight-year-old, if that, if that. So I'm no means great in any department. And my listening is also not particularly good, but I just struggle so much with the speaking. Yeah. And again, the, the pronunciation, it's coming up with what to say in my head yeah beforehand seems like we all face that do you do that thing where you make up the sentence in your head like about 10 times over before you say it to someone yeah yeah, and then they'll say something back at you and you're like oh god i haven't prepared (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and then you're like oh no what have i done (laughs) yeah so like um, i just i hate it so much when people go off like my set tracks you know going shopping at the uh front pre or whatever yeah and just you know, I'm very comfortable with saying, I, I want to pay by card, please. I would like a bag, please. And, I, you know, um, that basic stuff. But as soon as they go off, like, they just try and tell me, oh, the other day it happened where they were trying to tell me the card machine wasn't working. And the guy was just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I'm like, this is not, all that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the, the set um, <laughs> script that I'm used to. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. have any aha moments when you noticed your French had improved significantly? See, Julia did mention what questions were going to come up in this. And, it, and she said this to me earlier, but I generally still can't think of one. I don't think I've <laughs> yeah, had that okay. aha moment yet because I don't think I'm that good. <laughs> I genuinely, I'm like, I don't know. I can think of times when I've been like, oh, okay, I said that. But I've never yeah. had a moment where I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> Most yeah, of the yeah. time I'm like... My, my head is barely above water. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm just paddling around like a wingless duck or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I've had plenty of, like, terrible moments where I've said really bad oh. things. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a brilliant oh, question. Think, What's the most embarrassing moments you've had speaking French? Okay, so... Oh, God. <laughs> it's actually quite bad. So... I was in a taxi once and I'd been speaking in French to the driver the whole time and I was feeling pretty like, you know, it wasn't an aha moment, but it yeah. was like, I can speak to my French, this is cool. 
and he was taking myself and my mother back to my mum's hotel and we were stopped at the end of her road but I hadn't specified that we were going to the hotel I just said the street name so I decided to say to the taxi driver oh can you go down a bit further it's on the right hand side and after I said it I was like like I got the sentence right I didn't even prepare it 10 times in my head beforehand like this is going really well and he mumbled something at me in French and I had no idea what it was and he didn't move so I just assumed he was refusing or he was saying we had to get out of there and I wasn't sure yeah. so I repeated it again and he, he mumbled something back at me again and I still had no idea what he was saying and then my mum who was sitting on the other side of the car went it's, it's because the, the traffic light is red he can't move <laughs> <laughs> and I just repeatedly asked him like keep going man keep going and he was like he was obviously saying no I can't move it's red but I couldn't see the traffic light from where I was sitting so I had no context oh. and this poor man must have thought I was like some demanding English person on holiday he was like go go oh, no. and I brilliant. felt so bad afterwards but on that same evening I also was ordering some juice. Um, we were in um, a gallery, me and my mum, and I was ordering some juice for her. And the word for pear and the word for pepper are very similar. One is yeah. poire and the other was poivre. Uh, and I accidentally yeah. asked for pepper juice and the guy looked at me and laughed and he went in English, do you want pear juice? And I was like, oui? And he was like, poivre is pepper. And I was like, oh God. I'm so sorry for my appalling French. Um, those good. are like those are like the two main ones. Although I did once get breakfast and um, homework mixed up with my landlady, who just laughed. At me. <laughs> she always she always just laughs at my friend. Uh, um, let me tell me yours. <laughs> so mine is that we were at dinner, and I, I think that day or the previous day, learnt the sentence. Um, I enjoyed it, or I enjoyed myself. Oh, I remember you teaching it to me. Je me regale, and so this. Uh, the waitress came up, we'd finished our meal, and I went to say I enjoyed it, like, I enjoyed the meal, and I said, instead of je me regale, I enjoyed myself, I said, tu me regale, which is, <laughs> you enjoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, she just... <laughs> and it's not even the polite version of, of you, it was like the impolite tu instead of vous. Um, and she kind of just laughed and walked off and it took me a few seconds and then I just went, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm sure you have another one. My one other moment that, I, that just came to mind was only a week ago or less than that, I went to the gym and the guy at the desk said, comment allez-vous? So how are you going? And I replied with, Julia. <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest, that was my first instinct when you said, comment allez-vous. I don't know why, because it doesn't sound like, comment vous allez-vous. No, but my, that, that's what my head first went to. Okay, it's not just me. <laughs> At least you didn't say, je m'appelle Julia, because that would have been even more obvious. That's very true. At least How are you, you going? And it was Julia. <laughs> And it's like the basic things of French as well. Just... Sometimes I forget how to ask that question though. Because yeah. you don't Yeah. You don't it use it very much. That's true. I don't know. So I know that you went to some language meetups and I've been to one. You've been to one, alright. Yes. Well, um 
I mean, so are there lots of these around Paris? And what was your experience at that so meetup? As far as I know, there's quite a lot um, around. And I think they have varying degrees of success. I've heard that some of them are not particularly great. Um, but this one I went to, I went with a friend and she'd been quite a few times before. So it's like, oh, I know it's good. And I knew I needed to get better at speaking. So I thought, no, let's go, let's do this. And generally I think it went pretty well. Like I spoke with her in French for like 45 minutes when we first got there. And I was like, yes, like, you know, this is going pretty well. Like I was struggling at some points to think of the words because she's a bit better level than me. But um, yeah, so like it was, you know, pretty good. Um, and then we met a few other people, um, and some other guys were chatting to us, but then we got started speaking to the people who could actually speak French, and obviously I couldn't understand a thing, so I just ended up talking in English to someone, which is not the point of it, but I was like, at least I managed the 45 yeah. minutes in French to begin with. What's your favourite thing about the language? The weird things that you find out, and that you learn about your own language as well. The weird quirks to it, like how a potato is an apple of the earth literally like i love that it's such a sweet thing yeah i like to, that one as well like i love the name of it but also just random words like i like my favorite word in french is pomplemousse i don't even like grapefruit but pomplemousse is just the, the <laughs> best word yeah. ever and there are just so many other words like that i can't think of any more off the top of my head do you know any i can think of papillon Oh, yeah, Butterfly, that's a one. Or, I mean, they're all starting with the same letter now, but parapluie, which is an umbrella. That is also a good one, yeah. Mm. I think, for me, it's definitely that, they call it the, the sonority of the mm. words. Which yeah, is the, the way it is a beautiful language. Yeah, it just flows, and I mean, that's part of the difficulty of the language, is making it flow like that. Like, they have some weird quirks, for instance, um, the word beautiful right so beau the feminine version is belle right but if you have a man which is om you don't call them a beau om because that's too choppy you call them a bellom to make it flow more nicely but it's not spelt the same way as the feminine way just to be awkward Gosh. yeah yeah <laughs> so you have like three different words to learn for one thing yeah but it's just to make it sound so beautiful and yes it's a pain to learn but and they make liaisons left, right and centre. Everything is run into each other. And even the things that aren't officially run into each other, they run into each other. This is why I have problems with understanding. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. It sounds beautiful, but yeah, it's very difficult. I remember when I finally uh, was able to hear the difference between ils ont and ils sont. Ils yeah. sont, yeah. And being able to tell that difference between ont and sont when you're liaising the... Anyway. I genuinely don't understand how people from, like, Asian countries learn it. Because it's an entirely different alphabet as well. Yeah. The sounds are completely different. At least with, yeah. like, loads of the words, you're like, oh, it's the same in English, just without the accent. You yeah. don't understand what it says. And when yeah, the rest yeah. says, does everyone know what it means? You're like, yeah, like, it's patience. It's just pronounced patience yeah. or something. But how the people learn it, I do not know. I have so much admiration for them because... Yeah, I mean, even coming from English, right, like like you guys were saying, uh, French sounds very uh, flowy and everything. It's hard to pick up distinct mm. words. And I imagine for um, a lot of Asian languages have very distinct pronunciation and everything mm. between words and everything. So I imagine 
it's a bit pretty, pretty difficult coming from one of those languages. Yeah, or even just the fact that you don't pronounce all the letters. Yeah, yeah. well, that's my most annoying thing. <laughs> I just struggle with that so much. What are your plans for continuing to learn French after the course is done? So, because I don't have a job yet, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, I'm toes, I'm going to spend April partly applying for jobs, but also I'm going to do a bit more French because... I've now finished the level I'm at, so I'd like to be able to go on and do a bit of the level above, even if that's just so I can say I'm at the level above, even yep. if I've only done two weeks yep. of it. Um, but, I'd, I mean, I want to stay here, so I, I want to be able to speak French. I don't want to be one of those expats who just only has international friends and only speaks yep. English. I want to actually know what that guy is saying to me when I walk into the supermarket yep. and yep. what people are saying to me when they're chatting to me in the lift on the way up yep. to my apartment. Sorry, elevator. Because <laughs> no one will know what lift means. Um, so yeah, I want to carry on. And if I do find a job, I really want to carry on um, either studying myself, which I might not have the motivation for, but hopefully I'll be able to do an, uh, like an evening course or something like that. Yeah. Definitely want to keep learning more. Yeah, I think speaking more. Keeping some form of formal education is also something I want to do. I think it's good to force yourself to, to yeah. take that on. So you don't think you've hit like a, a level, actually we've talked about this before, Julia, but Geneva, you don't feel like you're, you've hit a level where you're happy to just kind of pick it up through having to speak it at work or whatever? You want to keep studying? I want to be yeah. able to get to the point where I can like have conversations with people Yeah. and comfortably use the most used tenses whereas at the moment I'm only comfortable in three and I really needed to be comfortable in like six or seven really yeah, um, or sure. maybe six but I, I know like it's going to take me a long time to be able to learn like all the conjugations of every single verb that exists but I think even the French don't know that <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true but I just want to be able to speak the words that I need to use the most I want to be able to say that. I want to make myself understood and I want to be able to understand people. Yeah. Which is why my Netflix is now in French. Hey, <laughs> yes. wow. that, that is a very, that's a very good um, thing to do. It's a good tip for anybody who wants to. I would say that's the best thing. And, and now that's my excuse for why have you sat in bed all day watching Netflix? Well, <laughs> I have been learning French, so it has not all been wasted. Yeah. I'm not just a snub. Really? Yeah, sloth. That, um... <laughs> My my trick as well was, and I got this from you, was to change my phone's language mm. to French. And then play The Sims non-stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite non-stop, but you do learn a lot of French. Like, you're forced to see the French and read the French all the time, and you can't try and get out of it. Like, I've, I'm friends with a few people who just write in French or part of groups, French groups on Facebook, and normally there's, like, that C translation button. But when your phone is in the language... Yeah, you can't the, do that. You can't use C translation anymore, so you have to muddle your way through it and understand. So, very last question. What is your favourite French patisserie? So, on my birthday, I went to a nice patisserie and got a Mont Blanc. And they are made with praline, I think. And I feel like they've got, like, pear or something in the middle. And they are really, really good, like... They're very tasty, but I, I love a tarte citron. I, I, I cannot get away from that. They are absolutely delicious. But I love, oh God, there's so much. 
And I think with raspberries or pistachios, I'm like all over. I don't love, yeah. I don't love the chocolate one so much, which is weird because I love chocolate and I have a majorly sweet tooth, but I haven't really gone for the chocolate ones much. I feel like they're kind of like just going to be so rich. Yeah. Like, I can't handle that. Yeah. But if I, I had to... I think the Mont Blanc. Phil Cedar, pick one. Mont Blanc? I, th- I think that Mont Blanc I had before. Although, oh, do you remember the train back from Provence? Yeah. And I had that weird, I don't even know what it was, bright pink dome-shaped <laughs> thing. And because, obviously, I just had it in this little box on a bit of tissue paper, I ate it in the most horrendous fashion <laughs> like you've ever seen anyone eat something in. And there were some French people sitting in the um, in the table table and chairs over from us, and I caught one of their eyes as I was, like, looking a bit of it off, <laughs> off the base. And after that, I moved to sit next to Julia and his <laughs> I finished the rest of it off. <laughs> But I was I was gonna enjoy that. That yeah. was good. But I have no idea what it was. Oh, that was that was raspberry and pistachio. Um, what did it look like? Was it like a pink? I can show you. Oh, this yeah. isn't very good for podcasting. Maybe no. you could ex- describe it to the people. Um, it was uh, sort of a brightly coloured dome, and inside was cake. Actually, right? so and it was very rich. Yeah, it was quite rich, and it was very difficult to eat because it had like little macarons stuck all over yeah. it as well. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, macarons on the top of it yeah they were they were pretty nice as well like it was all just delicious and then I think on the inside I think the cake was macaron um was pistachio flavoured cake but then there was like a pistachio cream or something else and it's like oh it was just it was blissful <laughs> So thank you so much for coming along, Geneve. Thank you for having me. I hope you had a fun time talking about we did. all things learning French. And even funner time eating all the cheese. Yes. So mm. what did you think? I really like this one. I actually am going to write it down because it's really tasty and probably cheaper than my favourite Comté. Um, and the Orangina? I mean, I love Orangina, generally. Um, as to whether it goes well with cheese, I'm not... 100% sold. Yeah. I'd still like to try the cider with, with some cheese. I think that'd yeah. be pretty good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for Ardino and cheese. And now you've got to eat a bit of rind because you said it looked disgusting. No. And so Don't I want, make me do yeah. this. I want to find out what it tastes like. Oh. Will, you guys, will you two yeah, okay, try some wine. as well? Okay, we'll do this all at the it. same time. Oh, I cheated. All right, I one, got the best bit. two, three. You know what? It's not like that other one we had. No, but it still hits you. It's not that bad. I haven't got a hit. Just tight, kind of. It's just a bit more woodier. Wax, yeah, waxy. Something. Oh, my, mine's like dried. Well, the cheese is definitely tastier than the rind. <laughs> I think that's the right way around. So, thank you so much for joining us, uh, listening to this podcast. We have had a thoroughly fun time chatting to Ginny's and eating cheese and. Drinking Orangina. We'll probably be mm-hmm. back with wine though next time, I think. Yeah, back to a regularly scheduled wine. <laughs> and speaking of next time, what's what's the topic? We're going to be discussing, talking about the our experiences at the French Riviera. Oh, yes, because you recently went there for a visit. True. But it's a surprise. Ah, it's, it's a surprise. Yeah, so you'll have to tune in again next time. And until then, Fonte! Fonte! Fonte. Fonte.